Happy, happy Friday, Fresco Babies. How is everyone doing today? I hope you're doing great. I sure am doing wonderful. I hope you heard me squeak in my mic stand, because that was uh, unscripted. Art is a lie. Nothing is real. Boy, is this a great episode. This is something... The subject matter on this episode is something I've wanted to talk about for a long time, but I, I personally had no experience with, and that is the world of virtual reality. I was um, lucky enough to be able to to witness for myself the wonder of, of virtual reality, and that is why the title of the episode is called We Are Doomed, because... And this is not cynical me. This is not me being cynical. It's just me being realistic. Maybe maybe those two things are one and the same. They're cousins, if anything. That world does not feel virtual when you're in it. And, you know, I, I played a very basic consumer model Oculus Rift. But the thing, that's, that is like the Atari compared to what the future holds in 15, 20 years. And I do not see, I do not see a world in, in a culture such as ours that is so driven by comfort and satiation, I do not see a way out of, out of the inevitability of assimilation into, into a virtual reality. A, a dream world where, where we are ultimately comfortable and stimulated at all times. I do not see a reality other than that. That is our fate. Uh, something may change, but I don't think that's going to happen. We love, we absolutely love comfort. And so on that positive note, invest in Oculus because it's going to be crazy. It's going to be crazy. We talk about some of the, um, some of the cultural implications possibly. We just kind of, we really got philosophical this week and, uh, that's some of my favorite conversations to have in the world. I'm so lucky Wannabe has them with me every week. Enjoy this week's episode of Fresco Savage, live from the interdimensional bedroom. What's going on this week, Fresco? Hey, how you doing? That audio sounds great on your end. I'm pretty mad. Yep, I I knew this was gonna come up, and that's uh, that's okay because uh, my wit will protect me in this public conversation we're having. When I when when we first spoke about getting a podcast, doing a podcast together. Now I just want to preface this by saying, <laughs> wannabe knows. That I'm a calculated individual. Why do you get a preface and I don't get a preface? <laughs> because it's my podcast. It's not wannabe live from the international bedroom, is it? It's Fresco Savage. I've got nothing As to say. As many of that. you know who listen, our thousands upon thousands of, of listeners uh, over the next 15, 20 years, know I'm not a fan of the pop in. Now, why is that, you think? I struggle from crippling self loathing. Uh, and so when someone pops in, 
that I can't do it because I inherently do not feel valuable in my current state. I am only valuable in my mind if I pretty up my life. Okay. And so it gives me extreme anxiety when someone calls and says, I'm outside your house. It's like you're trying to get me. And uh, what does wannabe do once, <clears throat> twice a week? Gives me a call. I think there's a problem because who the fuck calls somebody these days without a text? And what wannabe does not know, which I try to tell him, if he even if we made plans even a day in advance, they would work out. When I yeah, but when we first, okay. <laughs> I'm okay. Are you ready for the rebuttal? <laughs> The defendant may take the seat. When I first, when you first asked me to be part of this podcast, you, you had this yes energy. You were all about, yes, yes, let's do it. Let's roll with it. I, you're like, I want to be a hip hop star. I'm just going to roll with the yeses. And as you mentioned, I am a hip hop star. As you mentioned, every time I call you, which is about twice a week, Yep. I get a no. Yeah. Well, you call no. me 30 to 45 minutes, sometimes two minutes before you actually want to hang out. Who lives their life that flexible? I don't get it. People What'd like you say? Me, yoga instructors and people like me who want to keep it fresh and spontaneous and let life take you in. Don't try to take in life. It's really hard for me to do anything without worrying about it for three days. I do understand yeah. that. I do understand yeah. that. Yeah. I no. I just. I understand. To... I think you're feeling a little stressed because you're moving soon. Yes, absolutely. That's a hundred percent true. And I want to spend time with my buddy. I spend more time with you than anybody else. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I don't know if you know this, Fresco, but not a lot of people like hanging out with me. You're my that only surprise. <laughs> I'm not your only friend. You're doing something all the time. You're I my... see. I have you on Instagram. You are my only friend. You're my only real friend. The rest okay. of them are like robots. I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. They're, yeah, yeah. they're, they're, they're... NPCs, as we call it in the yeah. uh, in the woke community. Yeah. Technologically woke community, Wait, you know, NPC? soul woke, five E, you know, five D type stuff. What is an NPC? Non-player character. Yeah, like imagine, exactly. imagine your life is Grand Theft. Imagine your life is Grand Theft Auto, and everyone else is just walking around, but you're the main character. You know. Yeah, and I feel like I'm player one, and everyone else is is a robot, and you're player two, and we're navigating that beast together. And when you, mm. you know, when I don't have you there to go out to eat with. Yeah, when when I don't heed your call 30 yeah. minutes before your reservation, I yeah. I bet it's it sounds awful. How does it work in video games, Fresco? You just roll with the punches. That's how it works. Mm, if I get stuck, I quit playing. <laughs> and I don't want to quit playing this game, even though I'm pretty certain it's a game. But you want to quit this friendship, is what you're saying. You want to quit this level where you're where you're in a level where you're making friends with other people. I think you're going to go to the other level where things are more exciting. You know, I don't know what I want. Maybe you that's tell me the I got to find a new co-host. 
I I don't know, man. Do I need to find a new lunch date? Yeah, that was never. <laughs> that was never me. That was never the. I didn't have you sign a million dollar contract for this podcast and lunch dates twice a month. I didn't think that spending some time with your old friend needed to be monetized. Apparently it does. Am I a friend or am I a commodity? You're a coworker. (laughs) And you always have, you always have been. (laughs) Now, after this play fight, can we get to the most important subject of all? Yeah, dude, let's get into it. I had an insane week and I got to tell you. dangerous world. Do you know where your teenagers are? Especially dangerous world. Especially dangerous world. Behind closed doors, there are no rules, no tricks. Especially dangerous world. But there is the opportunity for serious trouble. To me, it's a dance party. You're an endangered species. Does the youngster going to the rave uh, take one drug, several drugs? Several. What's the cuts? Fresco Savage presents best weekend ever first off i want to start by saying i have my soy sauce me undies on that is meundies.com slash fresco for 15 percent off your first order uh they i love wearing unique styles that's one thing i really love doing is i i it's like picking out who i'm gonna be that day and today i'm a salty salty soy sauce boy mm. uh next up want to be my life has been forever changed after my weekend Tell me about it. I assimilated almost completely into virtual reality. Like my you friend, lost my, your ego? I, well, that's another story. So I was with some friends and my buddy goes, hey, I brought my Oculus, my Oculus headset and headphones. And like Andy has both of the controllers for your hands. If you guys want to try virtual reality and no one had tried it except for him have you tried virtual reality i have i think we've talked about it briefly yeah because you you played that super hot game yes yeah so i i knew that virtual reality was going was was going to get me yeah uh because i enjoy entertainment i did not think it would get me that. I didn't think it's so funny how quickly your brain just accepts a new reality. I know without, it can... with, without contest, you put it in within three minutes. You're like, Oh sick. Yeah. I'm here. Like you start touching things and manipulating the fake environment and your brain is in immediately. Yeah. No questions. Are you doing pushups? Nope. I'm just stretching out my legs. Sorry. Okay, cool. Um, cool. Longboard dude. Where'd you get that? <laughs> Dude, I, I no, but I feel like with the virtual reality, it's kind of like when people get hypnotized, like everyone's like, oh, you won't be able to crack my brain. But you put yeah. those goggles on, man, you're done for. Yeah. And because so he made everybody my friend was like, everyone should just try the tutorial level first because it's really, really well done. Yeah. Where it's like it's just kind of like a table filled with tools. And it's kind of like this 80s retro, like neon vibe, kind of like Tron. And yeah. so like you pick up the blocks and you, it feels like you can feel the blocks in your hand because of the controller and like yeah. the haptic feedback of the hands. 
then you're like playing paper airplanes and fireworks and remote controlling things. And you're like, wow, this is, this is really incredible. Uh, and then when my, when I finished the tutorial, I actually felt nervous to come back yeah. to take the headset off yep. because I forgot, I forgot that the real world, it sounds crazy and people are going to listen to this and they're going to think I'm sounding crazy, but I, it, it was like coming out of a dream or something where it, it felt like I took the headset off and you're like, wait, which one is real? Even though, you yeah. know, like not 80%, but like there is a quick instinct of like, that is this a dream? Yeah. This real world. Yeah. You no, know, it, it was a, it was, it was a wild experience. When you're in it's you're all the way in and it, it makes it's so concerning beyond that because it's like, Oh wow. I, I really could be wearing those goggles right now and just not know. Yeah. It. That's so... what I thought too. It's like, are, am I in a different like matrix yeah. style simulation, yes. you know, yes. cause that simulation theory is really hot right now. Um, if like Pepsi is doing marketing campaigns around simulation theory, you know, it's, it's very, hot. very much, it's, it's very much in the, in the lexicon of, of society and culture, which, yeah, which might be proof that it is if you think about it. Yeah. Cause I, I think yeah. I remember telling you, I, I, we talked about this one point. I do believe that the entertainment and what artists create inherently is what creates reality. So if, if a lot of people are into simulation theory and alternate dimension theory and, and all these things, I think that they're getting inspired by like the truth that, that we are in a simulation. Mm. I think I didn't, those thoughts don't come from nowhere. They have to come from some, some element of truth. Yeah. That's an interesting, uh, that's an interesting idea. Yeah. It's, it's weird, man. Did you play any other games then? Or like what yeah, game did so, you play? Um, I only did the tutorial. He did have this army game that was not for me. Um, Cause it was like really real. It was like, yeah, you have to reload. It was like Call of Duty, but it was more like it was multiplayer and you were with other humans. So oh, like he fuck. played it and he he took it like really, really seriously. Mm-hmm. But like he was running around the entire living room, like crouching and bending out. Like Jeez. that's not how I want to experience virtual reality. Personally. <laughs> um, like right. I would just go to a park if that's what I wanted to do with my time and play pretend. Right. But they he had some like 360 videos. Um and so he had some, he had like, oh, NASA has an international space station tour. Okay. It's oh free. It's like, Jeez. it's made for students and educational purposes. So like the yeah. government paid for this, for this like manufacturing of this, of this software. <laughs> and you can that's, like, that's you can go around the ISS and do like missions. Yeah. Um, that one is really, 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 uh, weird on like the balance in your brain because you're standing up but as far as your brain knows there's no gravity so like while you're like you're using your hand to kind of like fling yourself around the iss because there's no gravity um but you keep running into things but you're so your brain is having these like responses like it wants to put your hands up it wants so like i almost fell over because my my brain thought there was no gravity like my equilibrium was all messed up yeah yeah Um, yeah and like I didn't get motion sick. I would have, after like five minutes, I'm like, I'm done with this, even though it's really cool. I did go on a, on a VR spacewalk, uh, which was really, really cool. Yeah. Um, Jesus. Also while doing this, I was incredibly high. Oh like, my God. Super, super high, uh, which we edibles? saw on Sunday. Uh, no dab pens. Oh we, fuck. Fresco. And I, and I was drinking. 
So we had this like table because we're grownups now. It's not yeah. like someone gets $15 from their mom. They're like, oh, let's get a dime, dude. It's yeah. like we can afford anything we want because we have right. grown up money. Right. And For so, grown up like, weed. <laughs> we just had this dab pen out on the table and we would just, we were hitting it all night. And you don't uh, need dab pens. It's like yep. you're taking little baby hits. So you don't even realize you're getting high. And all of a sudden, yeah. here's another thing that happened, dude. Uh, I like, so for some of the stuff I've been making, I'm, I'm using a lot of different voices, like okay. animated voices kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, so like character voices, Southern TV show, you know, like the, whatever you'd hear on TV. Like I, so I've been practicing all these voices and I got really fucked up and I started speaking in voices. Oh God. Um, <laughs> and I, I was so high and my friends were like, what are you doing? And I was just like doing bits and voices. But then dude, I lost my voice. <laughs> I was so high. I forgot what I sound like. And I was trying to find it by trying different voices. And my friends were laughing at me while I was like having a panic attack because I couldn't find my voice. And so I ended ended up sounding like this like Southern Cartman (laughs) character that that was just like, and I I could not find my voice, dude. And I finally found it. I, I was trying to like unclog a jam with force you know like i was trying to think about it like what do i sound like yeah who am i dude it yeah. was wild yeah and i don't that's... think it was aided by the fact that i had done vr previously in the night like two hours prior because like my brain was just like i don't even know what my the world is anymore like it's reality kind of confused. yeah and then the next night dude we did <laughs> the wildlife videos okay which were crazy i you f- I, I am not lying I did a uh, African savanna tour yeah. with like with like elephants and drafts and stuff. Um, they like put you on the. They just I'm what I'm assuming how they film these is like they go out in a truck, they put a camera down, and then they they drive somewhere else, put a camera down, and they're just like hoping any of these animals will walk by, because yeah, uh, most of the shots were like stoic shots, and you'd see an elephant coming, and it would come like right up to you, and there was a point too where like it put your the like trunk in your face oh my it was God. like playing with it but dude when i was in africa in virtual reality i like felt it, they like put you down you can hear the bugs and everything i like felt the heat on my forehead are you serious i like tasted the dust in the air really? like you could see it was dusty when the elephants walked by i, I felt yeah. like i could taste the dust so like really... my brain was making my brain yeah. was filling in these these voids of of sensory uh items which is huh only going to get as this technology gets just like a little more advanced with like i mean imagine wearing a suit for vr that where right. like it can do haptic feedback all over your body and you could feel like you're being touched or touching somebody or heat and cold um I, our brains are only going to get better at filling in those gaps right you know right. we yeah. may not have to get plugged into a matrix to feel something really similar to that and it won't be real world but I bet we get to somewhere where it's like 80 to 85% within the next like 10, 15 years, which is going to have huge societal implications. Yeah, I really, I think that is a really important discussion. And luckily there are like people out there, there are people that have the title of ethicists who just discuss the, is this um, the right thing to do? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. They just talk about 
the how quickly AI is going to advance. We need to come up, talk about all these problems that aren't quite problems yet, but will probably be problems pretty soon. Yeah. So when when they're before they're problems, we should be discussing what what yeah. the, what the goal is because right. Then we tried a music video by the Gorillas that came out a few years ago, but it's it's a complete VR experience music video. Wow. Which is even weirder because it's animation and your brain so my brain so badly wanted to be in the animation. Like it felt so cool because it was a different world. Yeah. You felt like you were in it. And in like the music video starts off, you're like on a train and you can see a world going by through the windows. You can see other people in the train. You can people watch and not feel bad about it because like no one's like, don't look at me. They're yeah. not real. So you can just yeah. like, observe everything. Like, And the way I watch the music video is not the way my friends watch the music video because they we all were interested by different things and it was a total 360 experience. And so like while you're on the train, your character pulls out like an iPad tablet and then the music video starts on the iPad and it zooms into the iPad and then it, you're like, even one level deeper it feels oh like because it tricks you into thinking that you're in a different world and then it brings you deeper and then oh. like just some of the crazy stuff they did with the 360 element with 360 sound to like trigger you to look somewhere else you were like in an asteroid field at one point out in space you're doing all these things like so some guy did drugs and everything turned really colorful and and the room started flipping upside down and around and go through a window and then you'd be on the floor somewhere else and it was really really extremely extremely it's it's the first time in a long time that i that i feel like i experienced something really novel and, mm. and new and because mm -hmm. nothing like it i've never experienced anything like it you know, it, it wasn't just like a new version of something I'm used to. This was a completely unique experience. Right. Um, and that's really exciting because there's not a lot of the, and to be able to do that with friends was really fun. Yeah. It was like, oh, dude, you got to try this. It's like when your friend yeah. got a PS1 or something and you're like, yep. oh, yeah. And um, lastly, that last music video made my friend throw up terribly. Seriously. We were drinking because he was so motion sick. Yeah, um, when you were kind of floating around in space. What part of the music was, video, did he identify that? That he started throwing up? Yeah, I'm like curious. It was afterwards. He he took it off and then he like, his brain was like, you're done. And he like, wow. as soon as he put it down, he's like, I need to use the restroom immediately. How like, drunk brain, was he? We were a little, we were a little buzzed. Okay. Um, and then, this is an important part of the conversation. Like good, like good males chimps that we are we're like do they have porn for this they definitely do really and so we're, we're like for sci we're like for science we need to look at this yeah you know yep. like it wasn't yep. like a sexual curiosity it was like my grandma tells this story about when when porno theaters first came um to her town and like she still had kids and so her and my grandpa were like we're gonna go and watch the movie to see like how this because no one had really seen pornography before. There were porno, it, like on video. It was films new. in theaters. Yeah, they used to have jerk off theaters. Jerk off theaters. They were they were like adult triple X theaters. That that they had they were separate businesses and regular theaters. Uh, and the so whole, my grandma tells the whole, me this story. The whole building was just porn. just just porn. Not just one room in the theater. From what I understand, she wow. told me they went they went to a porno theater, That's and amazing. it was because it was a new thing. And they were, she was worried about how like my uncles 
she wanted to know what so she could discuss yeah. with her kids like what's go what yeah. is this new thing and absolutely she tells a story where she goes there that she the pastor of her church was also there <laughs> just showing uh really? which is really funny but it's funny so like i that's the kind of that's the level of curiosity i was at i was like i want to know like what kind of impact this is going to have on future generations because that's all the pornography question is already a question uh and a concern that many people have about the youth so, and and the the technology and just how like you give a kid a smartphone there's like literally no leash it's like yeah. here's the whole world's info have a good time uh, and so yeah they have like vr porno experiences where it's like point of view and there there's like a girl touching you but you know what thank goodness it's really not that great it just kind of feels a little concerning it doesn't feel like you it just feels a little weird yeah it, it feels no... like you're in a weird dream yeah, and you you couldn't. There's nothing strapped to your body, so you couldn't get. No, I I bet that's coming though. I bet that's for coming. sure, for sure. But uh, how did how did your body? You know what I'm saying when I mean body too. Like, did you feel sort of tingly in areas when she's like supposed to be touching you or something? Or so like, yeah, that's that, like? so that's an interesting. So there was one biological reaction that I had. Yeah. Um, and my friend felt the same thing. It wasn't like a sexual reaction. It was, yeah. there was a point where like you look down, first of all, the chest of the male porn star, much more defined than mine. Uh, you you so look like, down and you see a male you porn see, star. You see the dick. Another you dude's see, chest. You see another dude's chest. So it's a little weird because it's and, like naked and, and very chiseled. Holy and some shit. other dude's dick. So like there's a point where she like climbed on top of you. This is really where they were talking about this. There's a point that she climbed on top of you uh, and like touches your chest and you look down and she touches your chest and my my brain felt like a like an oxytocin dose like okay. it was it, it was like like i just got a hug yeah. but it wasn't at all sexual which yeah. maybe now that i'm now that i'm flushing this out and like figuring this out that's might be more dangerous than yeah. like a sexual arousal yeah. is like it felt like a like a love thing like it but i didn't feel it on my skin but like my brain reacted as if i felt it you know what I mean? Yeah, that's really nuts, man. Yeah, that's yeah, gonna get out of hand quickly. Yeah, but imagine 15 years, dude. It's gonna that's be what like, I'm saying, man. It's like that's that was what we were talking about too. Like, you know, we do we do VR stuff for like 30, 40 minutes, and then we'd like take a break and like talk about it. Cause like what's that was our big thing was like we're playing the Atari right now compared right. to like the X the newest Xbox PS whatever whatever will be in 15 years, you know, like the, as fast as that got better and like crazier, this will too, because it's just, it's the next thing. It'll be as disruptive socially as the internet. Like it'll change yeah. everything. Life as God, we know it will never be the same. Trying to even I don't know think... if it's good or bad. It just, it's going to evolve. It just is what it is. I don't, I don't know if good or bad is a way to put it. So let's think of like the worst case scenario of like video game kids like so for you we all had our friends in high school who like played too much video games i may have so, been that kid so let's say what's the worst case scenario is like it kind of disrupts people's motivation like my friends who played too many video games in high school still were like on the honor roll a lot of them some of them some of them like smoked weed and played video games and they ended up being pretty getting pretty poor grades um yeah I so I'm trying to think of like you know let's take that time ten with this Oculus Rift 
and that might be like that. Like I'm gotta you gotta be able to get like physically addicted to this shit, right? So my concern my concern is not actually physical addiction. Sure. Um, but I, I even uh, I experience this now just living in my life, it, like dopamine burnout. I don't know if that's mm-hmm. a real mm-hmm. thing, mm-hmm. but you know, especially after this weekend where it was like I was with my friends again. This is the first time I've seen my best friend in like a year and a half since New Year's 2020, uh, you know, because of pandemic and everything like that. My first time hanging out with my my best friends. So we were all super, it was like heart overload from that. And then we, we ate great food. We had good, you know, we went all out because it was our first time seeing each other. So like we had great food, great alcohol, uh, you know, whatever we want to do. We had VR, this new thing. On Monday, I was really depressed and I still kind of am because it was like, it's mm, like I used up all my dopamine. Such a letdown, yeah, yeah. It's like, because it's like, I, I had such a good weekend. I, there's like a come down now. Like there's like a rebuilding of those like pleasure chemicals, I feel. And what I think is going to happen is your brain is going to get so, people's brains are going to get so used to this high level of stimulation and entertainment that the real world simply isn't going to do it anymore. It's going to seem very mundane, yeah. It's I like, wanna, it's like, uh, interject it's like one re- thing. Yeah. 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 Uh, my, I do, I listened to that neuroscience podcast. Um, and he actually touched on this, the term I'm, although I do think you're getting at something t- n- dopamine burnout is not a real thing. You cannot like exhaust your, uh, like dopamine levels essentially, or like those systems That's that create news. that you can't That's actually exhaust that. I don't think that what you're saying though about this, relative to the vr experience getting bored with real life i I, that's gotta still be a real possibility i mean like a danger in fact you know yeah because why it's gonna be the same way that like i mean our generation is a bit in between like an analog and a digital world so like we kind of know both but like right the kids younger than us that are growing up right now there's yeah. so much more they those kids are so much more digitally native than we are or ever will right. be right that to them this is this is this is life life has always been tablets and sharing and and everything like that there's a new movie on Netflix called The Mitchells vs the Machines which is a really really solid film that is a it's a cartoon it's funny it's fun for the whole family it's a really good <laughs> sunday movie watch before before the work week starts but there is a part where um, you know, tech, our reliance on technology is is definitely the main theme, main arc of the movie, uh, n- next to like family dynamics and dysfunction. But something that there's a there's one scene in particular where the girl w- wants to make videos that she shares with her friends on YouTube and stuff like that. She has a video camera, and the dad was like, "Put your camera down and experience the li- real life." And the daughter goes, "This is how I experience real life," you know, and that is. That is true. You know, it's not that technology is definitely necessarily a bad thing. It's just different than like what we did. Like, yeah, no, yeah. A girl in high school is the way she experiences the basketball game is having an idea for a funny TikTok at the game. That is how she's in, that's how she's taking stimulation in it and understanding what's going on. Yeah, I do think that's fair. However, we and we've discussed this many times on the show is it's that relative, it's that being able to get to a state that is more comfortable automatically, 
our brains are not designed to just go from something that may be boring. Um, you know, being bored is a very important thing. And up until yeah. this generation, obviously in the past 100 years, everything has slowly become more comfortable um, in general. But it's like that immediate. We've never seen such an immediate ability to to get to a comfortable state mentally or a, like a dulled state, you know? Well, and we're so comfort centric right now. Comfort centric. Our, our wow, entire that's, yeah, lives that's are so it's we orbit comfort. That's all we're going for. It's like, that's the modern. It's a bit of a modern lie is that comfort equals joy. Cause it does not. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's what we're finding. I, actually, I could see, I could see a situation, but it's, but that's not a situation to withhold something, you know, because people have to sure. have the freedom to excel past that yeah, in order absolutely. to have the freedom to have that. Um, I could see a situation and I, I talked about this with my friends. Um, I could see a situation in the future, not so far future, 20, 25 years where you'll maybe buy a smaller apartment. You're like, you'll rent a smaller apartment, but maybe all those apartments come with like a VR rig set up. Mm -hmm. um, that'll be an amenity, just like laundry. It's like, Microwave, hey, oven. you know, you're, you're, our rooms are only 12 by 12. Everything's in one room. Um, but Hey, it comes with the VR setup. So like you can't, it, it doesn't have to feel small, you know, like I can see that being treated <laughs> yeah. as, an, as an amenity. Ooh, um, yeah. Just seeing these stacks of like, of just VR hotels, you know, like VR mm -hmm. apartments that are just like tiny, but you have, you can, you know, they have those like orbital treadmills that you can walk any direction. So you can, you can, you know, assimilate into wherever you want to be. So it doesn't really right. have to feel small, you know? Super interesting. That would actually be, and that would actually be a great weekend. You know, probably. I've never, you know. I mean, after... I just see the tag. I just see the tag right now, selling those apartments, renting those apartments, and being like, uh, "Your apartment is where you sleep. Oculus is where you live," or something like that. <laughs> like I could see it right now, man. Sounds like we need to get on this as a business opportunity. It does sound like a good idea, doesn't it? Yeah. It I don't really think it's does. there yet. I don't think it's there yet, but. I mean, imagine an apartment that's like 400 bucks a month, really small, but you get that built in to your price and you're like, that's not that bad for a Absolutely, single person. In, uh, in the book, Brave New World by, um, oh my gosh, why am I, oh crap, I can't think about it. Can you look up Brave New, oh. Yeah, is this a philosophy Huxley, corner? Huxley, no, 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 Aldous literature Huxley. corner, if anything. Aldous, thank you, okay. Aldous Huxley. Um, he discusses the chemical called soma in in this. It's a um, sci-fi novel, I guess, or like a dystopian yeah, novel. Yeah, yeah. And um, they have this chemical called soma. So whenever they get overwhelmed, they just take a little soma and they find comfort. And every now and then, they when they want to have a, a longer time where they just relax, they go on what's called a soma holiday, and they'll take like they'll like take like double or triple the normal dose. And they'll just spend three days in this kind of coma-like state where they're they're just in this very comfortable state and they just lay there for days. And that is like the closest thing I can think of as an analogy. But it'd be like, yeah, you're living in a shitty house or a small house. Maybe it's not necessarily shitty. And then you just plug into the set and everything's good. And obviously, yeah, yeah, yeah. you'd be like doing stuff. You're active. But the point is that you're comfortable the whole time. Yeah, it's something... 
I don't know what the implications are because uh, we already see a bit of the implications now just with social media and the internet. Right. And now that the screen is only four inches wide now. Or four inches long, you know, like yeah, yeah. What happens when you it's three sixty? Absolutely. You know? Yeah, and I, I also think it's it's good to discuss the potential positives. Like my cousin um games a lot and when he got his Oculus, he started exercising more through playing that lightsaber game. It's called like Beat Saber. Did you play that one? I've heard of that one, yeah. My cousin is definitely not someone who's in great shape and he he said he's like yeah this is uh i've been more active since i got the oculus rift i've been playing beat saber he's in a full sweat by the time he's done playing that that game yeah does he love it so that's a good thing yeah yeah he loves it he absolutely loves it and um it's you know there's some potential some real positives to that too maybe like um people with disabilities or people who are in rehab rehabilitation like you know learning how to walk again you know that could be really cool there's some awesome potential for that too yeah there's probably a lot of like um therapy that can be done for like social anxiety yeah like putting oh, somebody, yeah, putting somebody totally. in a crowded room or or something just as a, as a way to like get used to it and like teach coping skills and yeah and stuff you know oh my god i love that idea yeah there's definitely cool. there's definitely positives as well it's it's with anything yeah it's with anything it's 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 not a black or white issue right it's gray you know the world is gray except vr very colorful <laughs> vibrant it's vibrant, I, it's vibrant I think, um i think about too an interesting dilemma that comes up is like people who are have violent tendencies like could that potentially be an outlet for them to go on vr and like kill a bunch of people would that or release or, or, does, it, is it, or does that does that like, edge um, edge the load like reinforce so what, yeah they're like i want to feel it for real <laughs> yeah 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 no and that's the, that's why we have to talk about this now because that shit's out there people like that are out there and uh i mean that's an interesting thing they do with um like pedophilia there's oh, like yeah pedophilia therapy dolls that are like fuck dolls that are kids yeah so they can like, what are the ethics there you know like oh yeah no i mean because those are the most difficult situations are those situations that people those outliers those outskirts situations yeah, where they can't talk to anyone about it they can't seek help very or they're ashamed and you know and, what shame does right shame fans the flame fans the flames yeah that's, interesting yeah shame only makes it worse right that's super interesting well I'm really excited to see what the next 20 years uh, brings for us. In in Super Hot, there was a scene, there was a level that you had to commit suicide. And that, I think about that. It was just so casual. It was just such a Why would they weird, do that? Because in the, in the game, you're like a spy. And the thing is that on that level, you like, you know, you have to kill a bunch of people and then you have to like get rid of the uh, evidence to show your commitment. And yeah, you, Damn. you, yeah. And we don't, I won't go too far into it, but it's like, it, it fucked me up. It was. Yeah. Rightfully the, so. The screen went black and then I took the headset off and I, I really pondered for a while. I just sat there on the couch watching my, my cousin play Beat Saber while I, you know, thought jerked about off. Yeah. my own death. <laughs> yeah. And jerked Weird. 
Weird. Well, baby, you know what time it is. Dude, I, it feels like it's been it feels like it's been about four minutes. Well, time flies when you're having a good time with your buddy Fresco. Is it time for the word of the week? Word of the day. Word of the day is brought to us by Webster's Interdimensional Dictionary. Just checking in. We're still here. This is a long bit. Uh, this week's word is veracity. Oh, right. Veracity. But it's not voracity, which is also a word. Okay. Because uh, voracity is like excessive desire to eat. So like oh. I'm voracious. It's I have a voracious okay. hunger, right? I use that word a lot. Voracious. Um, but veracity is there's um, many definitions here. Veracity is the conf- the conformity with truth or fact, similar mm-hmm. to accuracy. The devotion to the truth, veracity. Power of conveying or perceiving truth, something true. Mm-hmm. Examples. English poet Thomas Gray wrote, any fool may write a most valuable book by chance if he will only tell us what he heard and saw with veracity. Mm. Few observers have bothered to point out that the same online magic that allows viewers to stream The Crown on demand also allows them to check within milliseconds on its veracity if they so desire. Mm. So it seems like it's... Well, voracity is like a kernel hunger for food. Veracity is like a hunger for truth almost. Yeah, I love that. Veracity. Many of the greatest philosophers had a burning veracity. Uh, Yeah, or I would say like many of the great philosophers spoke with veracity. Spoke with veracity. With much veracity. Or not. You could just rewrite the cave allegory as VR now. It's yeah, the same thing. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. Maybe I'll do that. Maybe I'm gonna, I'm gonna plagiarize Plato. Yeah. Maybe fuck maybe Socrates like saw that coming. Probably not. Wait, wasn't the cave Plato? The uh, pl- the cave was you're right, Plato's Republic. But yeah. it was Socrates, who um, said it. Plato's Republic is uh, like him writing down the shit that Socrates said. Oh, really? I did not know that. Yeah, I believe. I want to make sure that that's right. So it's a bit of like a Socratic Bible in a way. Yeah, it's just you see the conversations with Because I know Plato was like a student of Socrates. Yeah, Plato was a student of Socrates, and then Aristotle was a student of Plato, I believe. Is that how that was? I need yeah. to check that out again because it's been a while. Do but... we have great philosophers now, or is it just like Jordan Peterson on Joe Rogan? That's the hilarious that you just brought that up because 
was just wondering that myself today. Um, I don't think, well, like Noam Chomsky, are you familiar with Noam Chomsky? I've heard, I've heard the name. Yes. We have people who are, it's more like modern day political scientists, I think more than philosophers, but they definitely yeah, use like, a, like a Brett Weinstein. Yeah, exactly. They are typically experienced in a different field, but they can often they'll use yeah. just like extreme they'll use logic to make claims about the world in general, which is Which I argue. I guess I guess is, you know, you take these people who are proficient in a certain medium or area or subject and they apply what they've learned about that to the greater world. That it yeah. that is our version of philosophy because you know, in the past, you know, we've already asked the question, what the hell's going on here? Now right. we have to like try to describe it in different ways for different people and, and in different niche yeah. ways and, and understand the implications of technology and stuff like that. And I guess that would come from more of like a physicist or or yeah. a, a collegiate person who, you know, in in you know big education and and who sees right. the systems from from a different point of view. Definitely. Because and back, all, you know, back then with Socrates, there weren't as many systems as we have now. Yeah. And people don't have time to just sit and argue with people but publicly anymore. <laughs> I, I disagree. Podcasts are one of the most popular, right, we popular do forms of medium. Uh, we that's all we just listen to people argue all the time. We there are actual philosophers today, but they essentially write back and forth. they write these large proofs about things that the general public is not really interested in doesn't care about that's why we're much more important than them exactly so yeah i think it would be cool though to like i guess i have chosen a philosophy name and it's fresco savage <laughs>